WABC. 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. Blinding Lights. This was used in the movie Devil Wears Prada in Paris. You know the old joke, what's the difference between Jesus and Bono? Jesus doesn't walk around Dublin thinking he's God. Peter King may, though. There's a great Irishman. Today is Bono's birthday. He's 63 years old. And Peter, being uh, you're the guy that, of course, put together the, uh, for the most part, you, Bill Clinton, and others played a major role in putting together that treaty between Northern Ireland and and uh, the British many years ago, almost three decades ago. Are you a big Bono fan, big U2 fan? Yeah, actually, my son is a big uh, Bono fan. And also, I should tell you that my son-in-law uh, grew up in Dublin, and Bono worked in the post office in his neighborhood. Is that right? It was, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> behind the counter at the post office. And then after 9-11, they did a special concert in Madison Square Garden, you uh, too did for the cops and firefighters. And I was able to go backstage and uh, meet him. I remember the edge was walking around in the bathrobe, and it was uh, oh, the most relaxed group of guys I ever met in my life. And he could have been more gracious, i got to say. Very friendly guy. Uh, but my son knows every word. He travels all over to hear them. He's one of those U2 fanatics uh, between U2 and Dimesh, uh, Depeche Mode. Yes. That's his musical, uh, yeah, I actually got it. I actually got a text from your son, Sean King, yesterday because it was the lead singer for Depeche Mode's birthday, and we played a bunch of Depeche Mode music, and your son, Sean, was so happy. Yeah, he's not happy with me, but he's happy with you and the <laughs> Depeche Mode music. Now, actually, Sean and I get along great. We talk about three times a day. So. Great. Now, he's a great kid. Both your kids, your daughter, too, is is great, and you're a great father and, of course, a tremendous politician, congressman for so long, and homeland security and all that. And you've been very outspoken about Donald Trump on this show. You were friendly with Donald Trump, maybe still are, many, many years. Uh, you've said time and time again you love his policies, but you think the Republicans need a new voice. There's a lot of Republicans today that are saying, well, after this verdict yesterday, we definitely need a new voice. And there are some like me that are now doubling down mm-hmm. in their support of Donald Trump. Where are you this morning? Well, let me tell you, I mean, say up front. Personally, I have no problem at all with Donald Trump. He was extremely friendly with me when my daughter had breast cancer. He called her on his own, spoke to her, always asked how she was doing. Uh, he had my granddaughter into the White House once, took her around, gave her a personal tour. He came into my district twice to campaign uh, Against MS-13, he did a again phenomenal job. Now, I'm just saying, I think at this stage, after things that have gone on, he's really not going to be a winning candidate. Now, again, I could be wrong, but I feel strongly about that. And uh, we saw even like in 2018, uh, we lost more congressional seats than we ever lost in about 50 or 60 years. In 2020, uh, we lost the uh, the Senate and including the two seats in Georgia, and that was like directly retraceable to Donald Trump. Listen. Uh, on his policies, as far as China, as far as Russia, where nobody realizes he actually had Russian soldiers killed 
in Syria. I mean, we're always talking about him somehow being an apologist for Russia. And nobody supported him more in that, uh, that whole Russia hoax thing than I did. And I, I was on the Intelligence Committee, and I remember staying there all day into the evening defending Hope Hicks when she was being attacked. When Don Jr. was testifying, I was there the whole day with them. When staff people were being subpoenaed here in New York, I was the only Republican who showed up to those hearings. So, no, it's not a personal thing. But I really do feel that uh, there's, you know, with all the good he does, he also generates the baggage, the, the whole January 6th situation. And as far as yesterday's verdict, listen, I wasn't in the courtroom, but the fact is this was a rape trial, and uh, they did not find him liable for rape. I think it's an inconsistent verdict. Because it's not like, let's say, if an assault turns into you know, to a murder, I can see why a jury would, wouldn't convict on the top charge, you know, if it's a criminal case, and they go one down. But in this, she, rape was the whole essence of the trial. That's and right. if they did not find him liable on that, I don't know how you just drop it down and kind of, well, okay, it wasn't that, but it was assault, it was battery. And then on the defamation, as both Joe Tacopina and Dershowitz said, uh, I mean, he was the, the uh, uh, slander he supposedly made was that uh, you know, she was a liar when she said that uh, he raped her. Well, that's what the jury found. So listen, I'm not <laughs> defending his conduct. I don't know what happened that day, but I think Joe Tacopina, by the way, anyone who's taken a cheap shot at Joe Tacopina doesn't know what they're talking about. He's a great lawyer, a great guy, great guy to have in your corner. And he's, I mean, he's the type of both street fighter and incredibly intelligent guy you need to win in a courtroom in New York. And yesterday, I think he got the best victory anybody could have gotten. And again, I, I don't know what happened that day back in 1992, whenever it was. I don't know uh, how she testified. I was not in the courtroom. But just looking at the cold facts of what the jury decided, to me, it seems like a very inconsistent verdict. Peter King, by the way, uh, I, I'm going to miss it and ask you to say I apologize. How do you feel? I'm feeling good. Uh, doctors good. expect a full recovery in a few weeks. Uh, almost full, and uh, actually, yeah, I walked almost a mile yesterday. So oh, I'm that's great. Fine. Good. Okay, great. I do want to ask you about uh, Santos. I know that you and Joe Cairo and Anthony D'Esposito and uh, Bruce Blakeman, all my favorite Long Island people, have been very vociferous from day one that he's got to go. Now he's been indicted. So it looks like the victory is on its way. Your thoughts on the George Santos indictment, a guy right in your backyard. Yeah, to me, this makes it a lot easier for the ethics committee in the House. Listen, I, I don't know how long it would take to go to trial. It could be a year, year and a half before this goes to trial. But I would hope that the ethics committee doesn't back off now because there's an indictment. They can they can do their own investigation. It should give them the impetus they need to, uh, to uh, ask to have him expelled from the Congress. And I think he, he will be if the ethics committee goes forward. Sometimes the Justice Department asks them to hold off until the criminal case is over. This criminal's case could take a year and a half to two years. So I would hope they can expedite this and move it forward. I don't want to prejudge anyone. I know he doesn't belong in Congress. Uh, I don't know what the charges are actually going to be. I assume they're going to be on uh, campaign finance, which is not necessarily petty. I mean, he's going to have to account where does $700,000 come from when he, he's only making $55,000 a year. Is the money laundering involved? Uh, what, who gave him that money? Why did they give it to him? Why did he have all these expenses for $199 just for $1 under the limit? So he could be in, indicted on many, many charges today. But I just hope this isn't the end. And I'm not trying to be judged from criminally. I'm just saying morally and responsibly, he does not belong in the Congress. So I hope the Ethics Committee goes forward in the House and moves to have him expelled. Title 42 is going to expire tonight at midnight tomorrow. Who knows? 
could be thousands and thousands and thousands more entering the country. You know the fight that Rockland County had Michael Lawler on earlier right. having with the mayor. And who knows? The mayor may decide next week that, um, I don't know, Seaport Oyster Bay is a nice place for a couple thousand migrants. <laughs> I, wonder, I mean, Kathy, Kathy Holker wanted that. to build housing out there in Nassau County. You never know. Right. Yeah. Also, let me just say, uh, you know, Curtis is a friend of mine. I know he likes to fool around. But when he starts saying that Bruce Blakeman is going to be bringing illegals in, that's a terrible thing to say. First of all, it's wrong. It's a lie. It's totally untrue. And that's not, that's not something you should kid around about because that could have a tremendous impact. Just the, the talk of that happening, what that could do to the local economy, what that could do just to the whole issue. So it's really un, unfair to Bruce. So I think he's doing a great job as county executive. Laura Cohen is a good friend of mine. Bruce is doing though, an outstanding job as county executive. And listen, it's always good, you know, funny games to take shots at people. But I think it's really wrong to be spreading that type of false rumor about illegal immigrants somehow being smuggled into Nassau County by Bruce Blakeman. Curtis is suspended. That's it. Uh, put, put, him, put him on the list. <laughs> I agree with you. And Bruce is a friend of mine, too. You know, I love Bruce. And he is doing a great job. But on a serious note, not, not that that wasn't yeah. serious and Curtis shouldn't do that, but on a serious note, I mean, what's going to stop that from happening one day? Not Bruce, but, you know, the, uh, people deciding to, can they do that? I don't know how that works in terms of uh, well, that's, Long that's Island. We really have to stand by uh, County Executive Ed Day and Mike Lawler in uh, Rockland County because that's really going to be the test case. I mean, can you get court orders to keep them out? How can that be done? And uh, so I think everyone should be Rockland. We should all stand in solidarity with Rockland County and then day the county executive up there, because if we lose in Rockland, we can end, uh, end up losing all over the state. Some people said that when a public official like Ed Day, I loved what he did, and I'm friends with the with the mayor. I love that he threatened the mayor with physical violence. I really do, because people are really fed up. They're really pissed. They're really angry. Some people said he went a step too far. What did you think? No, listen, uh, first, I don't think it bothers Eric Adams either. I mean, you know, let's face it. You know, these are big boys, and uh, both of them know how to talk. I give Jay credit for, though, for cutting through the BS and saying the way he felt. No one thinks he's going to physically assault the mayor, but he's, that was a, a metaphor. That was his way of showing how angry he is I agree. and how angry the people of Rockland County are. I agree. By the way, my uh, longtime poster, John McLaughlin, lives in Rockland County. He's also standing with the county executive. Good, good. So last one, Jim Colmer is about to hold his press conference. I'm going to carry it live coming up. In about seven minutes, he's calling it Judgment Day for the Bidens. He's got bank records that show that Joe, Joe, that's all we care about. We don't care about Uncle Jimmy or Hunter or the sister. We want Joe. And he says he's got the information that will finally put the president right in the middle of this Hunter Biden scandal. Your thoughts on this upcoming presser? Yeah, you know, I, I really didn't know Jim Comer because he came in in my last year in Congress, and that's during COVID. We were never down there. But from watching him and listening to him and talking to people, uh, he seems like he's doing an excellent job, a very thorough job. He's, uh, he, he's a good flair for television, but he also seems to have a very workmanlike approach. So I think it's, it's going to be a fascinating news conference. I look forward to watching it. And, again, if they can tie this to Joe Biden. And the reason it's important to have the family, though, it shows that if, if it's true, that's all our conspiracy. They're all taking care of each other. So, uh, no, it's going to be vital to watch. It's going to be important. And I think hopefully, hopefully the media will be forced to pay attention to it. And maybe even Merrick Garland will find out what's going on. Yeah, that's a good. That's right. Merrick Garland. That's right. Hey, Peter, I'm uh, so happy you're feeling better. You sounded great as always this morning. Uh, best regards to your wife and your kids and everybody. We love you. We'll do it again next week, buddy. Thank you so much. You're great. Yeah, thank you. You're the man. There he is, Peter King.